What's going on, everybody? Joshua Cook, Vibe Coaches Corner, back for another week. Of course, Coach Rick LaFavors of those Rich One Panthers, Coach Brian Randall of the Randall Lions. And Coach LaFavors, we'll start with you. Uh, a big game on Saturday as y'all defeat Hightower um, over the weekend, big in that district standing. So it was kind of an interesting game, late in the game, trailing big, fighting claw y'all's ways back. You special teams to win it. Just talk about that one overall. Uh, just again, two heavyweights uh, getting after a big rival game, and uh, you know, anytime you're in those type of games, there's lots of emotions and and a lot of big plays, big moments, and you just don't know when those are or what phase of the game. And um, you know, we couldn't. <clears throat> I think we only had three possessions the first half. Only had the ball 15 minutes the entire game and 39 snaps. We just couldn't get off the field defensively. Hightower did a great job of. Of uh, just kind of nickeling down us a little bit, and, uh, and um, so we just couldn't get any rhythm. You know, nine zero at halftime, still kind of in it, and then um, I think we had ten penalties for 105 yards, which is you know very uncharacteristic of us. And um, so that all kind of played a role in it, and and uh, all of a sudden, you know, we get the ball to start third quarter, and we go three and out, or, or maybe got a first down, but basically about four or five plays and out. Uh, but penalties, you know, illegal procedure, you know, et cetera, and just you kind of get off schedule. And uh, then before you know it, I think it's late in the third quarter, it's 17 nothing, you know, and it's, 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 it's looking slim. You know, you can tell we've been hit in the mouth a few times and, and we're wavering. But one thing we, we preach to our kids is just keep fighting and swinging and punching and keep your toes on the line. And, and uh, after their touchdown to make it 17 nothing, um, we uh, we returned the kick, you know, for for a hundred yard touchdown, and now seventeen seven or seventeen. I think we missed the extra point, but seventeen uh, six. Then we kick off. They muff the the kickoff, you know, sky kick, and and we recover it. Very next play, we score uh, with Jolly, and uh, you know now it's seventeen fourteen. You know, and and we're right back in it, and then uh, I think we hold them and and. Uh, to a field goal, we blocked the field goal, return it, and go up 18-17, you know, and then we finally are able to score another one uh, in the fourth quarter to, to make it 25-17. But, yeah, it was like, – tell of two halves for sure and just the importance of all three phases uh, for our kids to, to see that. And you know, I think as coaches we always preach uh, special teams and, and it's a third of the game, et cetera, but – uh, sometimes you take it for granted and it definitely played out and it'll be something we can you know point to and say, I told you this is important. You know, you never know which play is going to be the one. And then for you, Coach Randall, uh, play against Brian, follow a little short, had a lot of offense in the game, just uh, came up a little short. Yeah. Now we, we had almost as many first downs as they had, had touches as well, but we just, we just have to execute and not turn the ball over. And that ultimately, that's what happened. Kind of went in there wide-eyed. It was their homecoming. It was a great atmosphere, like a great atmosphere. We're warming up there. Their fan section was talking trash to our kids. Like it was, it was a neat, it was a neat deal. It was a really neat deal, and I, I was happy the boys got to experience it. But once we started playing, we kind of we settled in and was fine. Like early on in the game, I just you we drive the ball to the two, then we snap the ball over Courtney's head, and it happens again. We drive the ball. We score a touchdown. Well, a kid jumped off sides. So then we end up trying to settle for a field goal and we get backed up and then you miss the field goal. So just little 
just little little things like that. Little things like that. But I question some of the officiating, but I, I always do that. I'm not gonna. I mean, it's human error. There's a couple severely missed calls because I know we scored. We scored twice. One was called back, and the other they said that the kid didn't have both feet down. And I said, I, last time I thought this was this was high school football, and you don't have to have two down. And he's like, I'm not coaching. He didn't have them down. They weren't down. And then I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to ride to Austin, so I just I leave it alone. Just leave it alone. For both of you guys, um, it seems it may just be me, but early in the season, officiating seems to be something that's. Um, there's a lot of teams who uncharacteristically don't make a lot of penalties that are making a lot of penalties. I'm thinking of like Katie Tompkins. Is there, uh, Coach, you mentioned your your game against Hightower. Is there a difference? Do you see a difference in officiating through the early part of the season, at least this year, especially with, I mean, when you look at the need for officials and maybe we're, you know, we, where they're building some of these guys coming in and the training and maybe it's not as uh, experienced. Do you see anything? With the officiating this part early in the season that maybe some teams are having to get, get adjusted to i i don't know i mean the, the crews we've had are the same crews there might be some some of their um uh people in the crews that are new yeah. you know that that might be that just might have been elevated up from you know little league or, or middle school games yeah. or sub varsity games and this is their first I, you know, I don't know that part but i know the the majority of the crews and the, and the the leader, the white hat, is they're you know, all veterans and such. So that that part hadn't played into it. But I mean, I'm, you know, with Brian, there are some some calls that you know just seem to to happen at critical times. You know, and I mean, even when we win, I've seen stuff. You know, that that mm-hmm. um, if I was the other coach, I would be frustrated. You know, and and I'm I'm transparent about that as well. But uh, yeah, definitely in the four games we've had. Um, you know, I'd say three out of the four. There, there's been a list of of play numbers. You know that I I, I have comments on, and um, some of them are, are crucial, cr- crucial and critical and game. You know, game changers are, are definitely the momentum of the game, and that you know taking whether it's taking points off a board, or um, or just getting you know a, a drive stalled, etc. But uh, or giving the opponent you know uh, uh, a chance to extend the chains, but you know, I, I get it when you miss a a holding call or something backside, but it, I think for Brian and I, I think you know we probably speak for all coaches. It's the point of point of attack, you know, and just kind of things that seem obvious, you know, yeah. um, that right. get missed sometimes. But I also know it is extremely, extremely hard. Yeah. Right? I, I get it. Um, right. It is it is hard, and and just like uh, you know, Brian and I get emails from parents and comments from parents about play calling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And how do you not see that? And I, I, I get it, you know, so it's, it's, it's relative. So we're, we're, we're the parent to the, to the ref, so to say, you know, so I get that it's not easy. Um, but uh, it's a tough job. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult job that they have and you're, we're talking high school football. So it's, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of human nature type things. And I tell my guys right now, because a lot of people don't want to necessarily officiate games. If you look and see what happened now, I guess was it in San Antonio, that kid ran out there. Was that in the Valley where the kid ran? And, yes. And yeah. The linebacker right, out of there. right. Right. So they're under a ton of pressure and I don't necessarily know how much money they get paid, but to be getting chased up and down the sideline by, by adults 
dropping, you know, swearing at him and all that kind of stuff. It's it's tough. So I tell my guys all the time, like, hey, let's dial it down a notch because we're not going to have any. We won't have any. Like, we're already fussing about the, the calls that they're making. And kind of, I guess Ricky might just brought the point about some of the the younger level guys coming up. We're going to end up with a bunch of just green officials and games are going to be called just kind of in a whim, I guess. Yeah. You know, I just, I just don't, I don't think we should hoop and holler at them like we do as much. I know personally as a younger coach, I will wear an official out. I'll be in the middle of the field. I mean, whatever. But as I've gotten older, I've learned it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily take all that. Now you might see me every once in a while, throw that hat or kick it or something like that. Cause I still think you have to fight for your kids. You have to fight for your kids because Rick, you can attest to this, depending on the story program you're playing and, and their historic, the value of them quote unquote will determine on your calls. Like when I was at Ailey Taylor, we didn't get a lot of calls when we played like a Katie or if we played like Dickinson in the playoffs, we weren't going to get the same calls that a Snelson would get, you know, but again, he's been doing it longer. He's been doing it longer and they're just, just historically they've, they just got, I guess, more, I don't know the right word to, to use, but, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, uh, the crews that we have, uh, uh, I'll respect them all. And we've communicated and, and they've, the honest thing is, Hey, we got, you know, we got that wrong. You're right on play 42. We didn't miss it. You know, we'll, we'll work on it. And man, I respect that so much. And then there's, there's times where, you know, I swear he is this, you know, he caught the ball, blah, blah. And then you get back and look at film and the ball, you know, touched the ground and, and, you know, foot wasn't in or whatever. And, and I'll, you know, I'll email him back and say, Hey, you're right. You know, I, I was wrong. And, um, and such. So I think it's definitely mutual respect. It's just, it's so hard. Uh, you know, we're all under pressure to, to win and make calls and do things. And, um, you know, I, I, I love them to death, you know, and, and I, I am hard on them. I, I you know, uh, I definitely get animated um, with them, but I'm, I'm fighting for my kids and, and, and such and the intensity of the moment. But, but I, I know they don't deserve, you know, about right. 90% of it either. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, Coach we're, Randall, dialing back. we're dialing it back over here. <laughs> Coach Randall, you guys are two and two now. You're going to your district opener against an undefeated Lake Creek team. How do you give your boys the message that the sense of urgency that kicks up a notch now, now that it's the real district season and it means something? Just what you said. It's, it's a brand new season. You know, everything from here on in matters. Like, it, it matters. And like anything else, the kids oh, – hold on. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Turn that radio off. I apologize. <laughs> so what happens when you're important? You got you got you got those walkie talkies uh, with the admin. Look, I I tell you a secret. When you turn the camera off, I I tell you a secret on how to how to avoid that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just just getting them to understand and just locking in, man. We're just and I hate to keep saying this, sound like a broken record because I say we're young. But if we would just execute, if we would just execute, take care of the ball, and do like we're supposed to, we're we're having a it's a totally different ball game. We're sitting here four and zero, and life is life is good. You know, life is good. So we we have the talent. We have the talent. We're just we're just young. And we have to execute. And one thing I tell the coaches like if we if you make a play call and the kid drops the ball, hey, if he's open, 
then he ran the play right, that's coaching, right? Or we, we call the stunt and the kids should hit. So we, we ran a Nancy this week and backer comes clean. And we're thinking we should, I mean, it should be a sack, right? Loss of 10. Well, their quarterback made a play. He makes a play, throws a touchdown pass. To me, that's coaching. All the kids are where they're supposed to be. The DB's there. Their kid just made a play. So as long as our kids are out there just hustling and they're there, I mean, 50-50 balls, we're going we're gonna to get 50% of them. You know, you just got to keep – we just have to be there. That's the, the biggest right. thing. Uh, Coach, a lot of favors, we, you talked something interesting about going from playing like a high tower to Dulles. You run the triple option. And on a short week – can you tell? Can you give a little bit of insight to how your game plan defensively might alter drastically going from the Westlake Nickinsons to and all that to now you play a triple option, which you don't see a lot of these days. Yeah, and really, I, I kind of misspoke. It's not triple options; more kind of wing T ish. Okay, but, uh, but still concept, yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I tell you this: we didn't do. Uh, uh, the deep, the defense did not do seven on seven yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, pass all. Um, while the offense went down to work, the defense just continued working on on uh, you know run game, inside run game and stuff. So, um, biggest thing is disciplines. Whether it's the option of the wing tee, you know, which is what Coach Randall had alluded to a couple of weeks ago when they played uh, West Columbia. You know, I discipline and trust in you know, hey, you know, I'm on the right side and. You're on the left side, and I'll make the plays that come to me. You make the plays that come to you. And I think where you get in trouble is is the ball's going over away from you, and you, you want to go, you know, make that play. And then all of a sudden they, they, they got a little spinner guy coming underneath, and you don't see him, and he's out to your side, you know. So just kind of sitting and holding, you know, and, and, and making sure that, that you, you, you're doing your job. You know, this is my gap. This is my leverage, whatever it is, and, and it's all about eye discipline. So we're going. I'm going. I'm going to get Coach Randall to come over and and help us out. Since they, you know, we gave up 30 points, Coach. You know, oh well, maybe not. Maybe you know, not. You know, you know. I can tell you this though: we ran by the kid with the ball seven times. <laughs> seven times ran right by the kid with the ball. Should have been. That seven. He should have been the player of the week. He should have been Vipes player of the week. Instead, he just watched that. I mean. Coach, I didn't know he had the ball. So, okay. <laughs> In the 10th grade, what do you do? It's okay. hard. It's not easy. So, to answer your question, Dennis, yes, you, you know, it, it, it changed a little bit, just a little more run emphasis defensively and, and discipline. I think you're muted there. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there we go. A little. I, it'd be good if I turn my microphone on today. Um, Coach LaFavors, for you, you know, you're, you mentioned your team's down 17-0 late in the third quarter. Do you lean on your senior leaders at that point to kind of rally the group as far as, like, not down and out, like, hey, there's still time in this game? Like, Because, I mean, there's a lot of times late in a game when you're down like that, I mean, it can kind of just fall apart. Mm-hmm sometimes where it's just, okay, this game kind of over. Do you lean on your senior leaders at that point to kind of rally the troops and say, okay, let's, let's go and find claw this back into this game? Yeah. I mean, again, it was still third quarter when we returned the touchdown. So, you know, it's not out by any means, but um, in the, in the past, yes, there have been moments where 
uh, you're down and you, you go to a couple of key leaders, don't have to be seniors, but you go to some key leaders to say, Hey, I need you body language. You know, all eyes are on you. I need, I need you to, to toe the line and, 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 and just keep punching, you know, and, 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 um, people will follow you. So yes, to, you know, to answer your question, I think you have to, to pull, pull some key, key players, uh, if you will, and, and just get them to focus on, on what, you know, their typical response. I got you coach. Yes, sir. You know, and they're, they understand it, but, uh, but you know, that night I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. We just, you know, the general keep fighting, punching. I mean, it's still three scores. It's not, it's not bleak. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It's not over. So, um, what I've emphasized to him is, and I think Coach Randall, he's, he probably has said this or heard this many times, but in a game, there's always five or six plays that are going to determine the outcome of the game. The problem is you just don't know which five or six those are going to be. So it's critical that you play your butt off every play because you don't know when it's going to be the play. And, uh, you know, I'm sure our kickoff return broke the huddle and, and thought, hey, you know, this is this going to be the one or is this, are we just going to go out and go through the motions? And so just try to emphasize every play, do your job, every play. If we all do our job, we got a chance. You know. How do you, I guess going back to that a little bit and talking about leadership and stuff, because we always talk about leadership, especially in sports and kind of a question for both of you. And I'll start with coach Randall. You have a younger group over there. How do y'all go about, developing leaders is it do you see something just naturally in guys at a young age or how, how do you do that how do you develop these guys into leaders that will lead your football team and not only that after high school lead a business or lead into college or lead a family like how do you build leaders at a young we, age we do it intentionally we do we do two different things um one thing we do is positive affirmation and it's like a meditation thing we do in the weight room. We turn the lights out before the games or whatnot. And because I'm a firm believer that we're all a product of the sum of our thoughts, right? And I, I'm a true believer in that. And I'm trying to get the kids to understand. And just kind of like what Coach said with five plays, you know, like what five plays are going to be the plays to determine the outcome of the game. Well, in that process, we, we sit in there and just talk to them about being the guy, wanting to be the one to make the play. Like imagine yourself. Envision yourself making plays, making your family proud, making your mom proud, making your dad proud, making your siblings look up to you. Like, and we, and we sit there and we just kind of hammer, we hammer that over their head as they, because again, like we talk about chasing squirrels, I got a squirrely bunch. I got a squirrely bunch, so I have them lay down before we get on that bus and lay down to try to, and it's okay if they fall asleep. It's okay because it's just, it's just positive affirmation, just going in there and hopefully and I, and I feel like it's it's I think it works. Well, as a matter of fact, I know it works because I got kids from 2016 that call me all the time and said, Coach, I still go find a dark spot and and I can still hear you. It might sound corny, but they say they can still they can still hear my voice in their in their head. But another thing we do is on like Mondays is the only time everybody's up on me. On Tuesdays, the kids are up on their coordinators. On Wednesdays, they're up on their position coaches, and on Thursdays, it's pure lead. So the coach picks a kid and he has to talk. Like he has to talk. He has to, he has to give them a gym. He has to have something to say to, you know, to, to that group of people. And like you said, Josh, it, 
you're going to have to, in this world, you're going to have to get up and talk in front of people. You're going to have to, if you, if you want to, if you want to be successful, if you want a job, you know? So that's the one thing that we do that, that forces it, that makes them stand up and makes them talk. And I actually, I asked a bunch of them to go be in performing arts. Honestly, I say, I need to take speech classes and get in performing arts. That way you will not be afraid to talk in front of people. Cause I'm still terrified of talking in front of people. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. And I just, I want them to be better than me. You know, <clears throat> I like the, uh, the, the head coach coordinator position coach Pierlet. That's a good, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to, Steal that one. It makes your coaches talk too. Yeah, man. yeah. You know they'll sit in the back. Well, yeah, I do the typical. You know, everybody up on me, give my my thoughts. Then they'll go see their coordinators or position coach. But I, I do like the intention of of leading up to the peer thing. You know, I, I think it's good. But um, now for us, uh, Josh, um, I I think you could be good leaders and bad leaders. You know, so you, you I think there are some natural ones. You know, that kind of those those alphas that just seem to have that magnetic personality and, and persona. The, the key is making sure it's in a positive way. So, you know, we'll have some kids, you know, through the years that, that uh, you, you see it at an early age, like you mentioned, and the key is making sure that they're, they're a good person and good leader, you know, and not the, the negative distractions. So you start working on, on identifying that and just, you know, working on character and, and integrity and things like that. And then, I, you know, I do think you can build leaders, you know, the, the, excuse me, there's always the, the argument of, you know, are leaders born or can they be made, et cetera. And, I, you know, I think there are people that that might not be in their nature, they're quiet, et cetera. Um, but because of their position, um, I think they can learn how to lead. Uh, it might not be intrinsic to them or, or natural, but I think, it's critical um, that certain players learn how to, and in, in, in especially in certain moments, you know, uh, and such. And and knowing that leading is not just talking, you know. I mean, it's it's actions, and and uh, there's there's different roles or kinds and styles of leading. So you got to make sure it's all going in the the same direction with the same message and, and such. And you know, you got your raw, raw guys, you got your guys that that are quiet and don't do anything or do anything wrong. And they're always on time, et cetera, and working their butts off. And then when they do say something, it's like, Oh, okay. You know? Um, so we, we try to foster that. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, as far as, I guess, tangible things, you know, we'll, we'll go through, uh, character development, uh, two words with Steve Mackey and, and, uh, um, book studies and different things like that. I've done a captain's class, you know, or a leadership council deal, you try to kind of like a pebble ripple effect where you take 10 or 12 kids and then, you you know, trying to to grow it that way. So um, there's, there's tons of ways to skin a cat. Nothing, nothing's perfect. You're just trying to to catch lightning in a bottle sometimes when it comes to leadership. Well, definitely a bunch of great ideas from both coach Randall and coach LaFavors. I hope, uh, hope other coaches watch this and take notes and, you know, learn from things. I, I think that's the thing at the end of the day, right? Coaches, coaches learn from coaches, right? I know coaching school is kind of part of it is learning from different coaches because I mean, how, how big has that been in y'all's development? Just learning from other coaches. And I know y'all have your certain ways that you want to do things, but you're always learning at the end of the day of how to approach things in different situations, especially on how things change over the years. 
for me, I can tell you right now, there's not one thing that I do outside of my own personality that I, I didn't copy or steal from, you know, either the way as a player we did something or the way I was coaching in college or, or being, you know, coaching high school. I mean, or I hear an idea, you know, like Coach Randall, get, I mean, you know, it, it is all being copied, I promise you. Um, and It's all been done for. Yeah. It's all it's all been done before. It's just it's just our turn. The one now I, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call people. Like mm-hmm. I'll call Nelson over there in Dixon if I have a question about some things, or I'll I'll reach out to Coach Carter over there in Katie, or just or I'll call Rick. You know, I'll, I'll call whoever I need to. That I if I think that they dealt with the same thing, a similar thing, that way I can make sure that I'm on the right path, that I'm not way over here on the wrong street. Like, hey, how did you handle this? And a lot of times I'm aligned with what they're doing, you know, and, and my whole thing is you pick up the phone, man. Like you got somebody that's done it before, who's been doing it a long time at a high level, pick up the phone. Give them a call. I got no problem calling any of those guys. I'll call Kay. I'll call, I'll call Gary. I'll call them all, you know. I think too, my my opinion is that each that's what's the beauty of coaching and what makes it so fun is it's it's uh each year is a different chemistry, a different group. Um so what worked, you know, two years ago, you know, and you 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 had that you had, you might have had a great uh leadership and great, you know, and everything that you did was working, but in twenty twenty three it ain't working with this group, you know, cause, and so there, I think there's no cookie cutter style. And so you, you, I think it's critical as coaches that you're constantly learning and, and, and trying to find out what makes this particular team and group click and, and what's going to, you know, speak to them and get them motivated and head in the right direction. And sometimes you don't have to do anything and not, not anything, but you know, yeah. minimal versus, there's other times, you know, you got to go through 10 books and put them through, you know, 10 weeks of boot camp and, and such and uh, just to keep them on the straight and narrow. So I, I think that's what's fun is just kind of seeing the different personalities coming up, you know, from ninth grade and, and through the different classes. I think teachers will tell you each year, boy, this group is this class is really, you know, good or this class, you know, is challenging or, you know, a little immature or whatever. And, and I think. Brian, I don't know if you would agree or not, but I think that's life in general, you know, just uh, the 2022 class, the 2023 class, whatever it is, can be just slightly different. And and that can determine how you approach your leadership in that team. We had a meeting this morning and it was it was a very passionate meeting about telling these I trying to get my coaches to understand you've got to find a way to connect with the kids like you got to figure it out. You got to find a way because like you just said, I mean, they're different. Like they're, they're different. They're going to be different every year. And as society changes, our jobs are going to look different and it's going to change. So we just have to figure out the way, the niche to get that kid to want to perform for you. And that's, that's my biggest thing is I always tell them, I say, they don't, they don't necessarily have to perform for me. I can be the mean old cuss and that's okay, but they should want to run through a wall for you. And if you can't get that kind of relationship with your kids, I got to find somebody who can. You know, just as simple as that. 
Well, some great stuff again from the coaches today, Coach Brian Randall of the of the Randall Lions and Coach Rick LeFavors of the Richpoint Panthers. Coaches, appreciate the time as always here on Coach's Corner. Uh, best of luck this week as y'all are back at it and Coach Randall no opening district and Coach LeFavors continuing district play. And we will see y'all back here next week. Appreciate all the insight and hope a lot of coaches around the city of Houston and the state of Texas watch this and take take some notes. Take some to notes and uh, get their numbers. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll talk to you a little bit more about it.